And hello, everybody. The song that you're listening to is Lust for Life by Iggy Pop. This movie was featured in both Train Spotting 1 and 2. Um, did, I say this, did I say this movie yeah. is featured? Yeah. <laughs> this song was featured in both Train Spotting 1 and 2, yeah. uh, which is a film that we're going to be reviewing later on in the episode. And also on today's episode, uh, we will be reviewing uh, Logan, King Kong, Get Out. And our for our main topic, we basically just discussed about, um, well, we kind of briefly touched what movies haven't we seen? Yeah. So I hope everybody enjoys uh, the podcast and enjoy this song from Norwegian <laughs> Cruise <laughs> that was used on what you call it. I tell you, man, this, these this, this song has been used a lot yeah. in different commercials. People, hoard, musicians just hoard themselves out. He just got to the lyrics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everybody enjoy. Hello, everybody, everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. What happened? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I'm going to let it play. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You ready? No edits, no edits. No edits, no edits. You ready? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's not playing the, the sound of really? it. I seen it. I think now it is. Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Everybody, hello. And welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on all the movies, TV, and the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. Yeah, and we have a special, not so special, but a regular <laughs> guest. We got Ant here. What's going on? Yeah, how is everybody doing today? We're good. Um, it's been a while. Yeah. And it's there's some technical reasons for that. Yeah, it has been. Um, yeah, I mean, things happen. We recorded an episode last week. Could have been the best podcast ever. <laughs> I'm talking about hands down, best podcast ever. But then we has we had a snafu, and um, it just happened. It, that that we recorded it, but it, we found out that it didn't take. So we had previous plans, prior plans, and we had to go along with it. But um, we're here, we're back, and we are ready to rock this joint. So. Let's see what we have on our docket for today. Um, so last week uh, we had advanced screening passes uh, to see Train Spotting Two. Uh, so Anthony and I went to go check it out. Uh, for those who don't know, for those who haven't seen uh, the first Train Spotting, this is a film directed by Danny Boyle, starring Ewan McGregor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is has Train Spotting One has to definitely be one of my top ten favorite movies. Ever like this is one of those movies that I can watch over and over again and never get tired of. Probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. Um, some of the best acting. Just uh, it's it's a movie 
that cross blends different types of genres. Like it's a heist film, but it's also a comedy. It's also a drama. There's also some suspenseful moments. There's some dramatic moments. It's like a little bit of everything rolled into one. It's a movie that you definitely can't pinpoint like a specific type of genre on it. Uh, I got the trailer for Transponding 2 ready on cue. This is the audio for the Transponding 2 trailer. So what we're seeing right now... That's <laughs> kind of scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Yeah, if you've never seen the movie before Train Spotting, um, what do you think? Do you think that if you've never seen Train Spotting one, this movie right here is gonna take? It's Anthony, you well, never seen Anthony. Never, Anthony never, never saw Train Spotting two. So, what do you think of Train Spotting two? Never having have watched. Yeah, you think it stands one? alone. Uh, I mean, the only thing that I knew of the film was it's a bunch of drug addicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, takes place in Scotland, um, and that's basically I don't know any any plot devices in, in the movie. I don't know anything. So after watching it, I had to ask uh, I had to ask you why were they running away from one of the characters because the, it explains it in the first one why Ewan McGregor uh, is kind of escaping from one of his pals or whatever. But other than than that, it it was a decent film, and man, if they would have put subtitles, it would have been a lot better. <laughs> that yeah, the, the yeah. accent is heavy. I never saw Transponding One when it was in theaters. I mm-hmm. saw it on DVD, and I saw it with the with the subtitles on, which was what helped me appreciate the movie. Uh, watching this movie without subtitles is very hard. Um, you I can bet, kind yeah. of I seriously bet I know. Yeah. You can kind of guess where the plot is going um, because, you know, because of the context of the film. But if you went just basically just straight off a of dialogue, like if you were blindfolded, you would have no idea what the hell was, what was going on in this movie because their accents were so strong. Um, but the first movie, the reason I think another reason why I love the first movie so much was because it had a soul to it. Like you invested like you 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 developed a relationship with these characters you fell for you and mcgregor you wanted him to steal the money and go away and leave all that like you know that behind and this movie had the comedy it had its moments but it didn't have that soul like it didn't have that connection with me when i saw it um One thing I did I, I did appreciate about the movie though is all right let me let me give you guys like a basic synopsis of the film. Um, in the first movie, Ewan McGregor, you know he's a drug addict. His friends are drug addicts. Um, he goes through a really dramatic episode, so he decides to go clean. He tries to get away from them um, so that he can live this clean life, and then they follow him, find him, and convince him to get back in, to go back into that underworld of theirs and do uh, like a heist. Um, they buy like a bag of, of, of heroin. They want to resell it, kind of flip it and make more profit off of it. Um, but they end up using him. They end up using him and his money and his financial sources to 
buy the drugs in the first place and he feels like he's just being used and played so at the end of the movie when they least expect it he actually takes the money and just goes off with it um so in this movie this movie jet sets like decades after the first film they're no longer like young lads that knew each other and were friends now they're all in their late 40s they're all going through their own like midlife crisis um, and you find out Ewan McGregor never really had that happily ever after movie because this is life. Life isn't happily ever after always. And he ends up actually going out to them and mm-hmm. seeking them out to try to try to apologize and see how they're doing because his life is shitty. Mm. It's really shit. So the movie is very sobering and it's very like, yeah, and the first movie I talked about, you know, choose life choose the the big backyard choose the big house and the wife and the kids no everyone knows life is not like that it's not that picture perfect and there's a funny scene where he he recites that same monologue Uh but he changes it to make it current and he's like choose the stupid social media choose instagram choose obsessing over people through the internet choose that and then you realize like oh man this guy is really miserable like it's very sobering and it's like it's almost like he's a it's like a hangover you know that's what this movie feels like um so yeah the whole movie has that vibe um and then you find out you know these characters some of them actually just want revenge so the whole movie is really just a revenge story they just want to get back at him for kind of leaving them in the dust with their money and they just you know they want to fuck him over that's, okay. That's so really what the movie. How's about. how's pretty much how is their lives going? Um, all right. So there's um, Begbie, which okay. was the guy with the mustache that mm-hmm. was like ultra violent. Yeah. He ends up in prison, and he's been in prison for like over I think twenty years or something. Yeah. So he they, they arrested him in the part one. Well, he escapes prison, and now he is going after Ewan McGregor and will stop at nothing to get back at him. Mm-hmm. Then you have Ewan McGregor's best friend, uh, blonde, the blonde kid, yeah. the blonde guy. Um, he took over his father's bar, but the bar is doing really poorly. No one ever drinks there. So he wants to create a brothel. Oh. And when he bumps into Ewan McGregor again, he tries to convince Ewan McGregor to, to join him in <clears throat> making this idea come to life. When really he's actually tricking him and he just wants to fuck you and McGregor over for leaving him for taking his money and leaving oh, in the first yeah, movie. Dude. Yo, that's he took they, everyone's money. It was yeah. they got sixteen thousand dollars or sixteen thousand pounds or whatever. They were supposed to split it four ways, so they each get four thousand each. You and McGregor just took the bag and like and left. left. Yeah. So they are all they're all kind of pissed. The only one that's not pissed is Spud, yeah. which is the one that has the worst accent out of all of them. He's like woo, 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 yeah. the whole time. Um, because Ewan McGregor actually left him four thousand pounds. Like he left him his share because he was like the good one of the group. Like he never like messed every anybody over or anything uh-huh. like that. Um well that guy, Spud, he um <clears throat> got back into drugs. Typically, his wife left him and she took the son and now he's just, you know, trying to get back on his feet again. Wow. Um, see, now that I summarize all of that, I mm. realize you know, the, the first one is so much way better. The second oh, one's yeah. really, no, it's, really the second one is like it's, a, like it's an OK movie. Yeah, but you, I think what the problem is, is that 
the first one cast such a big ass shadow that this second one, there was no possible way that this one was going to follow up. No way that it was going to happen. Yeah. And um, I mean, shoot, there's a there's a whole bunch of movies that are like that. Well, we were talking about that on the last podcast about uh, what's the name of that movie? Um, Zoolander. First one was really good. Now, if they would have made this second one, now the second one wasn't bad. It was just that it was bad for the time. It was outdated. Yeah. yeah. If it would have came out like uh, a year after the first one, it would have been a real good movie. But the fact that it came out like shit, years after the first one, we've already heard these jokes. I mean, we, our humor, our sense of humor have gotten uh, more finer, more finer, you know, like a fine wine aged. Our sense of humor have aged like uh, a grandma yank. And um, I'm sorry, man. Ben Stiller, <laughs> it seemed like you were just reaching out for money. Yeah. You didn't take my money, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I think there was a reason why they waited so long to do the sequel. They kind of had to because in the story, they're supposed to be much older. Um, also, there was a sequel. Like, Trainspotting is, ba- is actually based off of a book called Trainspotting. And then oh. they made a sequel to the book. And that's exactly what the story is about. But I felt like maybe they should ju- they should have just left it at part one, even though they made another book yeah. about it. But just leave it alone. Yeah, just leave it. It was a great movie. Awesome. Yeah, but it's one of those movies like uh, Fight Club. Yo, just leave Fight Club alone. Like, <laughs> I don't need a part two, even though I was hearing that uh, Word Around was saying that they're thinking about making a part two to Fight Club. And I was just thinking to myself, Why? Not yeah, let's do it. Nah, it's more like why do it? Yeah, because you just—it's a money grab to me. It just seems like it's just a money grab. Fight Club Two doesn't need to exist. Not even even in a thought. You shouldn't even be thinking about making Fight Club Two now, or any of these movies. Now, one thing I will appreciate about this movie, um, which is the same thing that I was appreciated about with the with the first one, is Danny Boyle's directing style. Mm. This guy. He gets the rule, the rule book of directing, and throws it out the window. This guy, to me, is really like a rebellious filmmaker. He has his own style. I cannot compare his style to any other director, and I've never even seen another director try to go for his style. But like the way he tells the story, man, is so interesting. He does these things where, like, um, what's an example? You know, a character can be, let's say two characters are having dialogue and they're telling a story. Uh You'll see a film being projected on the wall behind them Uh with flashbacks of that story that they're talking about. But like they don't even notice the projection. Like it's only just for you, the viewer. Yeah. Okay. Like he does little creative things like that from time to time, which is really cool. Um, You know, there's a scene where Ewan McGregor goes to see his friends and one of his friends lives in this apartment building on the 13th floor. The elevator's not working, so he has to take the stairs. Uh And that's like, it's supposed to depict like how shitty their life is in Scotland. Uh So he takes the stairs and for you to really understand what he, like how many stairs he went up through, you see like an establishing shot of the apartment building and then you see like the number one appear at the bottom of the building and then two three four and it just keeps climbing up till he gets to the top and then you're like that it's a subtle way for you to be like 
damn, he went through a lot of stairs. Yeah. And it, all it is is literally just a shot of a building with yeah. the number going one, two, three, four. And you realize, like, oh, that's creative. You know, that's a yeah. creative way to make the audience feel something. So Danny Boyle, you know, this is a guy that does this in all of his movies. So I really appreciate it. I just felt like overall the movie just felt a little short from the expectations that the first one created. Mm. Not a bad movie, but definitely not his one of his better as movies. As a standalone, is a good movie, but as a sequel to yeah, it's Train nothing. Spotting, it's just no. nothing. But that's the thing is like this movie, you can't see it as a standalone. Like you're not gonna understand it. You're not. Yeah, I can see that you're not going to understand. It's a continuation off of the first movie. You have to see the first movie. So it's one of those like double-edged swords. Like you first movie's going to be real good, though. Yeah. So if you plan on watching the first movie, you're going to be really disappointed in the second one. So you should watch it backwards. You should watch this movie and yeah. then see the and prequel watch the to prequel. understand how everything happened. Then you realize, wow, the first one's really good. Really good. The first one's extremely well done. I mean, there was that one scene that... Um, well, when he starts to shoot up, and then he sank into the into the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, that was a cool ass scene. There was another one that he actually dived into a toilet. Yes, I was telling my brother about that. And then it's like him like swimming in the yeah. ocean. But then he gets out of the toilet and he's dripping water. Yeah. And you realize like, wait a minute, did he really do something like that? <laughs> like, it's just a really trippy film. And the scene with the dead baby walking across the ceiling. Oh yeah. Oh my god. You know, yeah. like it's just it's super it's a super, super creative movie with an amazing soundtrack. So, yeah, if you're going to watch the movie, watch part two first, then watch part one. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, well, that's our that's that's the, the review for I about to say River Phoenix, the train spotting. <laughs> I don't even know where I got that from. <laughs> well, he died from uh, overdose. Boom. Maybe that's where my mind goes. There we go. You know, you know how things connect. That's how that's how my mind connects. But uh, other than that, um, I saw Kong. That's the movie that I saw this week, and for for the most part, uh, yo, I went in there with low expectations, and uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was gonna be kind of like a uh, Godzilla, even though uh, the best part of Godzilla was the guys who were uh, jumping out of the plane. And this movie had a lot of uh, a lot of cool scenes, the the Godzilla fighting the helicopters, Godzilla fighting uh, the actual monsters. King Kong, fucking yeah, <laughs> King Kong actually fighting the what you call it? What? My bad, you guys. It's a long day, but King Kong actually fighting the monsters was uh, is a pretty cool ass scene. Um, I'm happy that they didn't use that guy who played Gollum to uh, to what you call it to act out his parts. Forgot that guy's name. What's that? that? Andy Circus. Who? Andy Circus? Yeah. But do you know who was the motion capture actor for this ape? Who? He was the guy that trained all of the actors mm. for Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Really? He he trained everyone on how to like walk like an ape and act you like see, an ape. Here's the thing with uh, Andy Circus, man. He is a fucking circus, man. <laughs> because this dude puts so much he puts so much into like his whole like he says yeah um you know I studied and I do all of this stuff so I can be one I can I can be Gollum I can do all this stuff no one no one could do it like I can nobody if it wasn't for me there wouldn't be this person there wouldn't be this like yo you're so full of shit <laughs> dude homie 
you are a skeleton of a person who is anybody could do what you're doing. Put me in a green suit <laughs> and just have put little dots on my body, and I guarantee it, I could pull off a golem just like anybody else. <laughs> I could be, I could be an ape. I could be like like he was in uh what you call it in uh not Planet of the Apes was that other, the other King Kong movie, dude. Come on now, I just I really don't like his uh I think his arrogance, it's uh it's off putting because it's it's like it's undeserving. You know how like certain people are arrogant and you look back, you look at them and you like what have you done? I'm like <laughs> all right, you've done some stuff. This guy's arrogant and I'm like nah, homie, you don't need to be that arrogant, dude. You need to be really humble. You need to be because re- you're supposed to be like, well, I'm, I'm just so happy that I'm uh, that I'm at this point. <laughs> you think he, yo, I think he actually thinks that he's a thespian. Nah, man, you don't even, you're not even a lesbian, bro. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, I'm just happy that they got somebody else because I, I guess Hollywood must have figured out that this guy's full of shit too, man. Unless, oh, he is working on a new King Kong movie and uh, Star Wars. What? Oh, because he's Snook. He's Snoke. God damn it. And you know, he when, when he played Snoke, mm. he had no idea what the character was supposed to look like mm. or anything. So he just kind of like went off of, like, I'm just going to read this dialogue and that's it. Mm-hmm. And he must have been like, that's so, it was just so riveting. I mean, I was, in, I was stuck in my room for 48 hours trying to identify what this character is going to be like. Fuck out of here, though. I don't like that man it's like come on man yo bring it back to earth there's no need for you to be this high dog bring it back I just, i'm not a fan of him i'm just not a fan of him I, i've seen him like um without his uh without his little uh his power ranger suit on going full zordon or whatever <laughs> but i seen him just acting in the movie and i'm like man you, you you're trash dog you're trash but um King Kong was a good movie. The fight scenes were good. Sam Jackson, everybody did a good, did a played their part. Two actors who were in Straight Outta Compton was in this movie, even though they didn't have no dialogues with each other. Only only problem that I saw with the movie is that um, there was this Asian girl who was in the movie, and I felt that they just threw her they just threw her into the movie without actually giving her a proper introduction. Like, they just threw her in there, and then she just started talking. <laughs> and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Because everybody else had an introduction. You knew where this person came from, where this person came from. This person's with this person. Okay, that's cool. And then you just see her on, on the boat. And it's like, who the fuck is this? And then she doesn't talk at all until she says her name. But it's like, yo, I've seen you on screen like three times since you, you just now said your name. What's your introduction? Because I've only seen these two people, and now you're a third to them. How did you become a third? They didn't come to your house. They didn't do none of that stuff. And then there's supposed to be like some type of love connection between the two, but you didn't see. But you felt that it was supposed to be because they were always on camera together, but they just never showed it. I know there's something that's on editing floor that uh, they just not. It was like I have too much time because the, the pacing of the movie was was great. But, I mean, maybe there'll be some deleted scenes. Nah, you know what? That's not going to be deleted scenes. Why the hell would they want to put, like, what this character was in the deleted scenes? Or if this person was in love with this person or something like that in the deleted scenes. If anything, put more monsters in the deleted scenes. There was a lot of, like, just 
subtle coolness that was happening in the movie. Um, like the the animals, the animals that you would see on the on the island, it was it was nothing that you will find in uh, like on Earth. Well, yeah, there was like something that looked like a bat and it killed somebody. Like they really used that sun. The, you, you saw in the commercial that there's this shot of like the sun and you see like the silhouette of Kong. Mm-hmm. They used that multiple times, but for different situations. There was this one guy who got picked up by one of these bat creatures, and he's getting picked up, and one of the guys said, he's gone, he's gone, he's not going to be able to be saved. And you see the sun, and you see it was a silhouette of the bats picking him up, and then one bat just snapped off his arm. And it's like, oh, yeah, I guess he's dead. (laughs) But it was a silhouette of it. You didn't see the actual thing happen, and we're like, yo, that's dope. How was the CGI? It was real good. It was really good. The CGI was good. Um, there was a, there was one thing that there was one part of the CGI was that was a, that was awesome. And it was there was a bug, it was like a praying mantis kind of looking bug, but it was made out of wood. Like the guy was just leaning up on a on a on a bark that was, that fell over. Then it started to move, so he started to shoot at it, and when he started shooting at it, he found out that it was like it was friendly. It wasn't gonna do anything to him. I'm like. Yo, that's dope as fuck. Because it just came out of his shell and just started moving, like walking over. And I was like, yo, that's pretty cool. So, um, I give King Kong three chest bumps out of four. Was it better than Godzilla? Way better. Way better. In this movie, you don't have to wait 30 minutes in order to see King Kong. You see him from jump. Like, it's not even 15 minutes within the movie. I'm talking five minutes within the movie, you see King Kong. Then, you know, the 15 minutes, they, they tell you the story. You basically get the premise of the story. That's that's what makes a good movie, from what I was told at our institute and online. You should be able to tell the whole story of what's going to happen in 15 minutes. That's why they, when, they, when they give you, like, a little uh, sneak preview of, like, 15 minutes of the movie or of anything, they did that with uh, Ghost in the Shell. They give you the first 15 minutes is so you can know what the story is supposed to be about. And then you you actually see it. Hey, what's going on? So you actually see what's happening. Um, this movie, I would say like 10 minutes, you already see that he's throwing branches at helicopters. <laughs> 10 minutes within the movie, he's throwing branches at helicopters. And for five minutes, he's over here just thrashing everybody, stepping on people. I think he ate somebody. He's doing a lot of like uh, savage things, <laughs> and this is a. I mean, give it a watch. Give it a gander. I say everybody give it a movie a gander. So who do you, who do you think would win in a fight? Oh, Godzilla I already said this. I said uh, King Kong, hands down. I mean, he may not be able to throw out like blasts from his mouth, but he is nimble. He is nimble. I mean, he grabbed the tree and he swung it over this um, over this monster's head. Uh, he used the chain with the propeller at the end of it so he could throw it and and just like stick it onto this monster's neck so he could pull the monster towards him. What else did he do? I mean, he, he does a lot of stuff. He jumps. He jumps on buildings like uh, monkeys or apes do. He does that kind of stuff. And he, as I've been saying before, he basically has four hands because it's just two hands up top and two on the bottom. 
So that's four hands coming at you. Four paws coming at you. So King Kong gets this fight, hands down. Right. <clears throat> and two reviews that were on the last recording that we did that you guys weren't able to hear was a Pat did Logan and Get Out. Yeah. Um, summarize it? Yeah. Get Out. I thought it was a pretty cool ass movie, as I said before, that you guys didn't hear, but it is. It had a lot of uh, cool, cool scenes in it. You can take. Yeah, it had a lot of cool ass scenes in it. Um, what was one of the? It started off as, I mean, it was like a, a, a family. It was like a, a getaway movie. Like, oh, they're just gonna get away. If I didn't see the actual trailers for the movie and I was just walking in, I thought it was just a getaway. And then um, something just started to happen. Like something was wrong with her, um, with her family kind of thing. And this movie basically sums up what it is, what what you feel like when you're going to go see, like, um, your girl's family for the first time and uh, your girl is not of the same race as you. Because every time when I was every, in the beginning of the movie, I was terrified when he asked her, does do they know about me? And she said, yeah, yeah, they know about you. She said, no, nah, no, nah. but do they know that I'm black? And she says, no, they don't. They're just going to have to find out. And I was like, oh, come on. Man. <laughs> like, all off rip, I'd have been like, Shit, I'm not going until you tell them. I am not going until you tell them because this is going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem kind of thing. But, uh, you know, she, his girlfriend, she, um, she, she basically talked him into it. I think she slept with him in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, she slept him into it. And, um... They end up driving down to the place, whatever. She defends him against some cop, and it's like, oh, crap. You know what I mean? She She's here for the long haul kind of stuff. And there was this one part in this scene in the movie that um, not a lot of people are talking about. I talked about it last week, and um, he was basically choking her in one part of the scene in the movie. And her face, her facial reactions. Yeah, I was into that. I was really into that. I was like, yo. Because she, she was like, she went from this look of like, yo, I'm scared to this look of like just like just straight. I'm into what you're doing. And I was like, yeah. You know what the budget was for that movie? How much? $4.5 4.5? Which is less than Andy Wusso's The Room. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. How much did it gross? So far, a hundred and thirteen million. So it made a big profit. Yes, domestic. Well, uh, I don't think it's gonna make any money overseas. Yeah, that's domestic. But it is a horror movie. But it's not the horror movie to the sense that it's a horror movie that if it'll sell overseas, because I think that's only translated in America. Horror movies that sell overseas are horror movies that has like something to do with like demons, monsters, zombies, stuff like that. Yeah, because it's it's pretty universal. Yeah, it's universal, but. Horror movies that have something to do with like, like Silence it, of the Lambs. Like this nah, is a very American it. movie. Yeah, like Silence of the American Lambs was story. not. I don't think it will sell overseas well. I don't think that that movie will sell overseas. Oh, I don't even know. I mean, we could just check the stats, but you know what? Fuck the stats. <laughs> I'm just saying that I don't think that movie would would uh, do well overseas. What else movie wouldn't do well? Psycho. Nah, maybe no, that would. Cycle did. I think they do. You think so? I don't think so. Cause it's like, 
it's not a lot of action, you know? It's not a lot of action in a horror movie. I, but, I think, but I think it was only because of Alfred Hitchcock's mm. reputation. I think that's the reason why it did well. And he was European. Oh, so yeah. it probably did do well in Europe. Yes. Uh, Anthony, Anthony Hopkins is English, so... Oh, I think yeah. it did good in maybe England. No, nah, but I'm not talking about those places. I, I'm, oh, those places like are like westernized. Like, I'm like talking Asia about like, or yeah, you want to go to Asia, Europe, okay. or something like that. Yeah. I don't think it will really do well over there because for the most part, it's got to be like they have to see it. They have to see the horror kind of thing. They have to see the horror, and I think they don't understand the racial the racial it's, situation it's that's going like, on in the movie. Um, those Bollywood movies. You can put those movies over here. You can give me subtitles, and I'm still gonna be like, nah, because <laughs> I can't relate. Because it's like I'm not gonna be dancing to everybody. They do musicals like every day over there. Yeah, they have more musicals than any other country in the world. So they're not psychological. They're more for like uh, the Babadook. Mm-hmm. That was that was a foreign film. Yeah, and that was huge here, and that was like with the creature that you couldn't really. Yeah, miss. but. Well, we, you got the we got the premise just from um, I mean just from watching the movie I got the premise kind of thing I think it's easier for movies like foreign movies to translate well from United States compared to United States movies to translate over there like romance changes from like country to country kind of thing I guess because romantic movies over here don't really do well overseas uh, what movie didn't do well um we were just talking about it. The one, the movie that part two, and you said they already coming out with part three. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades. Part one didn't do well overseas. No. Wonder why? Because, hmm. I mean, not a lot of people like that S and M stuff. They think that it's close to rape. I mean, it's borderline. Borderline rape. All it is, all it takes is two letters for that thing to be rape. And no. <laughs> and that's it. You're already there. Even if she signed that contract, she doesn't have your consent. No, I said that wrong. You don't have her consent. So, contract out the window. Mm. And, uh, oh, the movie uh, Get Out was a great movie. It started off, the the first song that you hear in the movie is... uh, Redbone. Redbone by Childish Gambino. And it just set the tone for the whole movie. Everybody should watch that. Give it a shot. I know it, I know there's some people who say oh, I may be it might be too black. It's not black. It's 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 just a horror movie. Everybody has gone to go see um what you call it, some parents before. And you could put yourself into that same situation. Well, that's a little extreme because these parents were doing some crazy shit. But you can put yourself into that situation and just be like uh terrified. I could see how he got this story. I could see it cuz if you've ever gone to a party and and you like you felt like people were watching you and you feel like the outcast, I can see how this could be like, man, what happened if they do this to 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 black people? What happened if they do this to black people over here? Because there's always like, um, you ever like you ever like go to a party and you see another person of your elk, and then you try to say, yo, what's going on? And they don't they don't. They don't communicate the same level that you do. It's like, what happened? <laughs> like, what happened, man? Like, you try to go for a handshake and they give you the turkey, which is that, that like that. That's what you call the turkey? They call that the turkey. <laughs> the turkey. This is the wings. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, I never knew that. So, for those who don't know, he's holding up. 
one of his hands is like doing a high five. The other hand is doing a fist. It's a turkey. Which has happened to me so many times. My boss at work, the general mm-hmm. manager, he does not like handshaking people. I don't know if he's wow. like germaphobic or something, mm-hmm. but he does the fist bump. And I didn't like it took me a while to get that. Mm-hmm. And there were so many times where I was like, hey, Gary, how's it going? I would hold out my hand and he would just do the fist instead. So and it was so you can either awkward. do that or, or do it that. goes hand be a uh, paper beast rock. Or, uh, <laughs> we're in workaholics. Was it Adam goes for the to Blake mm-hmm. and Blake just like he grabs <laughs> a hold of a hold of his uh, of his fist. He just grabs. He just looks at him like. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny, man. Yeah, but you know that stuff happens, man. But you know. That's that's life. Oh, what's another movie? Um, Logan. And Logan, Logan was a good movie. I just thought that it was extremely too long. Uh, it was like two hours and five minutes. I really thought they could have shaved off at least thirty-five minutes of that movie, and it would have been a great movie. I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. But would I ever watch it again in movie theaters? No. Would I watch it on TV? Nah. <laughs> I, nah, I wouldn't watch it again. I already watched it once, and I'm done. But out of the Wolverine movies, best one? Best, best. The best, no, best X-Men movie, hands down. Best one. But you wouldn't see it again. I wouldn't see it again. <laughs> and it's the best. It's the best one. I would see X-Men 1 again, <laughs> but I would not see this movie again. <laughs> I wouldn't see Logan again, but it's the best one out of all of them. The best one out of all of them. I wouldn't see this again because it's too long. It's, it's extremely too long, and it's like... I get it. I got it. You know, is this is not no math equation. The the story was not like, ooh, is it intertwined that I need to I need to watch it again so I can get some understanding. But you know what's strange is that there are some movies that are like that where they're so good, but mm-hmm. you don't want to watch yeah, them. Yeah, I don't want to watch it again. Like but... I feel like that with like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Like great movie. The ending is epic and. If the movie was sitting right there, the DVD, I'm really now. Nah, yeah, I want to watch something else right now. Devil, uh, what's the um, Apprentice Devil? Devil's Advocate. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's Advocate. I have that movie. I remember. I remember watching that movie, and I remember going to Walmart, and I'm like, "Oh, yo, the Devil's Advocate is one is in one of those Walmart bins." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, let me buy this movie." Bought the movie, haven't opened it, and that was like more than ten years ago. <laughs> I just don't plan on watching it. I'm like, I don't plan on watching it. If somebody was to go to my house and say, yo, you got it? You got this movie? I'm like, yeah. You can go ahead. Take it. You can have it. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. I don't plan on watching it because it's like, there's movies out there, just like what you said. Like, it's a good movie, but I'm not going to watch it again. Um, like, it has to be one of those things, like, where it happened by mistake. Like, yeah. maybe you're flipping through the channels and it happens to be on. Yes, and you're just like, yes. whatever. I'm just going to watch it. Yes. There's a whole bunch of those movies. But you're you know? not going to get up. Walk across the room. No. Look through your DVD. Hell no. Collection and say, yeah, I want to watch this. Hell no. Hell no. You know, we should do a podcast with just nothing but those movies that fit that criteria of just movies that they're real good, but you never want to watch them again. Oh, um, girl, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh huh. The, the Swedish version. That's what it's from Sweden, right? I watched the whole series on Netflix. I'm not planning on. I don't even plan on glimpsing it again. I'm not watching that. I'm never watching that again. Yeah. That's why when you said that uh, what's the name came out with the next one, with the other one, I was like, 
Nah, because it's just like watching it again. I don't want to watch it. You I can saw tell me that it's good, but I'm not. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I have both versions. I have the Swedish version and I have David Fincher's version. Mm-hmm. And I literally saw each one once. <laughs> and and it's a good movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's a really good movie, but I'm good. Yeah. I th- you know, I mean, would you watch why it if somebody... That? I don't why know. Why is that? We need to analyze that. We need to study it and understand because why does it... Long, because <laughs> those movies like, are extremely what? long. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's you don't want to sit to that ride again. Like, yeah, you enjoyed like, it at one time. Yeah. Like, what, what gives that movie... What gives a movie a rewatch value? Rewatchability. What's the rewatchability? Because there's movies that are shitty that you're like, let me watch it again. Mm-hmm. Some people say like, Constantine is shitty, but... I rewatched that movie a lot. <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. Um, I don't why, know. Why do we rewatch shitty movies so much? Because there's times it's like junk food, man. It's yeah, easy. it's junk food. It's easy to watch. It's, it's easy, easy to watch. Short it's easy to, the to watch. Yeah, it's, it's like the plot is not really heavy. You you can walk you can walk out, grab a drink, come back, and you, and you didn't miss anything. anything. <laughs> you didn't miss anything. There's nothing that you missed. I could do that with Constantine because I'm like walk out, I'm like, up, oh, boom. I already know where I'm at, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, girl with the drag tattoo. You you walk out if you're gone for like five minutes. You miss something. You miss something big, and it's something no. so subtle that you don't even. You're like fuck, I gotta rewind this yeah, shit. Yeah, like what the fuck? When did he die? <laughs> he died already. I didn't. Oh my god, you gotta rewind it. You probably gotta go back thirty minutes or something. Like we were just watching a uh, Terminator. That's that's rewatchability. Yeah. Like. I can watch that. But Terminator's not a short, dumb movie. Mm-mm. That's a long movie. Like, it's a long movie. It's good, and it's rewatchable. So what... Maybe like, more action movies are rewatchable. I think, I think if you have all the right ingredients into a great film like Terminator, mm-hmm. the action was amazing. Mm-hmm. The story, you get into it, and the characters, you kind of fall into... You fall for 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 the characters for uh, little John Connor mm-hmm. looking up to the Terminator as a dad. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. That, I mean, would you say like Lord of the Rings is a? Damn. That's a, that's a movie that if it's on and there's nothing else on, to watch you watch it. Maybe, maybe. maybe I think it depends on. One. I think it, I think it depends on what part it's on. Yeah. Like if it's like all the way in the beginning, nah. No, but if it's getting it. to like the battle scene, okay. Yeah, that's I you know true. I have I still haven't watched any of the Hobbits. Oh, you ain't missing nothing. And I don't want to watch them. Like I felt like the the first three drained me so much that I don't. You don't need to. I don't man. have the patience to you see. Know, the Hobbit. You don't need to watch those movies. Transformers. Um, those movies don't have no rewatchability. Mm-hmm. Maybe the first one. The first one, I might just watch like. You know, if it's like on FX, because it seems like that's a movie that'd be on FX. TNT. I mean, TNT. It might be on those channels. If I'm flipping, I'll stop and I'm like, oh, depending on what scene it is. But the, the second one and the third one, trash. And remember, oh, you guys didn't hear this, but last week, Kevin brought up a good point saying that the graphics have gotten worse. Have you seen the graphics for the new one that they released the trailer for uh, on Nick? On the Nick Award show, I didn't see the so last night. I think that's what it's called. It was it was last night. No, I'm well, saying isn't the title the last last night? night. I think you're talking about what happened last <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what you call it? Um, dude, they showed the like a uh, special insert because you know that somebody digested the whole uh, di- dissected the whole thing and said that they're taking all of uh, everything that's popular in culture and they're putting it in this movie. Like, 
they put the little kids from Strange Things into this movie. So you see like uh, kids who are just walking around kind of stuff. So the kids might be the lead characters. There's a scene that you see these kids running away from um, some robot that looks like uh, the robot from RoboCop 1. Like some type of mech. Trash. The robot looks like... does The CGI on the robot looks like straight up trash. I mean... It looks like it was, it was dropping frames. It was it was so bad. It was like yo, something is wrong with this robot. It's not blending in. I know some people were on on uh, on Twitter who were saying like, oh, I mean, this is not the final edit, but this same effect that I saw was the same effect that I saw when I uh, when I I saw uh, damn, what's the name of that one? RoboCop, not RoboCop. Tran- Transformers Three. When they were in Japan and stuff like that, when they were flying around, it was to me. It just seems like they they were dropping frames. It just didn't add up, and I I hated it. I I will never watch that movie again. But you guys can watch that movie and see what I'm talking about. Cause I swear to God, if you look at the bots and you see how they tr- transform, it looks like you missed something. Like you blinked and you just missed a whole bunch of uh, the transformation or them jumping. Or something like that. It's like as soon as they jump, they're already on the ground before you even. Uh, I think it's notice. also when they actually transform. Like in the first one, it took time to see a ro- oh, one yeah. of them transform. And you, like, every moving part made sense yeah. in their body. And the, and the sequels is just. It just takes a second. It's, and it's it looks so bad. And I don't know. Like I remember in the in part one when they first introduced Optimus Prime and he's oh, going yeah. into the alleyway, like that shot alone was I thought like I was like really impressed by the graphics. But then in the Dude, sequels, it took him like 30, 30 seconds to transform. Yeah, it took him like thirty seconds to transform. These other ones, nah, they transform in like five seconds, ten seconds. No heart, all money. That's all. They just got so much money, no heart. That's all it is. Was wrong with these uh these new Transformers movies. But yeah, they don't have any rewatchability. We're gonna do a podcast just straight up movies that we would rewatch and movies that we wouldn't, and why? Because there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them, and a lot of our movies that I rewatch are like action movies, comedies, or something like that. But when it comes down to drama, The King's Speech, I can't rewatch that. No. I have the movie and I think I've only seen it once. A drama, like okay, now when it comes to drama, I, I think gotta be, it, I think it's harder. Yeah, because yeah, the movies tend to be a little bit slower paced. Um, a, a rewatchable drama for me would be like The Shawshank Redemption, okay, or A Few Good Men, or Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. What movie? Uh, what? Um, damn, what's the name of the movie with Daniel Craig? When he had the multiple, yeah, like he starts seeing people who weren't really there. Not Daniel Craig. I'm saying I'm talking about the wrong person. The guy who was in Gladiator. Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Be- Crowe. Beautiful Mind. Beautiful Mind. I could rewatch that. I could rewatch that movie. I could rewatch Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Could watch that. I could re- I could basically rewatch anything from Leo. You know, I can't rewatch Django. Can't. I tried, yeah, me too. I tried watching that on Netflix. It, it just gets a, it too a, long to get to the good parts. Yeah, <laughs> I 
I think that's what's wrong. But with I that could movie. I could definitely rewatch uh, Wolf of Wall Street. That well, that too, but um, The Revenant. No, no, from from Quentin Tarantino. Hell no, Glorious and Bastards. Yeah, I could watch uh, that, but I cannot watch uh, The Revenant. Bastards. I said it wrong. I said <laughs> Glorious in Bastards. It's in Glorious <laughs> Bastards. I cannot watch uh, The Revenant. Nor can I watch uh, Hateful Eight. I can't rewatch that movie. It's good. The dialogue is cool. It's not his best, but I'm not rewatching that. That is no. Hmm. That's a no. Okay. Notebook. I never saw it, so I can't rewatch it. And I refuse to watch that movie. I want to be the last person on earth who hasn't seen that movie. Which one? The Notebook. Oh, the Notebook. Oh. <laughs> you see that? What's the name? Ryan Gosling is coming out with another musical. Is he? I didn't know that. It's like, uh, but it's shot like real earthy, like the cameras on the shoulder kind of thing. Um, I I have no, let me see, I have no basis on this, but it just seems like uh, he's going to be like a guy who who likes to play a guitar, who likes a girl. Oh, that's so off book for this guy. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see what the name of this flick is. Ryan Gosling. 2011. Why would that be important? 20. Uh, I forgot the name of it. I saw the trailer and I was like, oh, look at this guy. He's playing another freaking movie. Not Blade Runner. Song to Song. Is that the name of the movie? Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, it seems like it already came. No, it didn't. But it got six out of ten stars. Yeah, it's called Song to Song. Two intersecting love triangles. Session betrayal set against the music scene in Austin, Texas. It's going to be some type of weird-ass musical. There's two There's two different love triangles, which that means that is that's like a love trifecta. It's like uh, six people, triads. Trifecta. No, what they call a six octagon. Sixtagon. That's not what they call it. When it's six. six? Tuplets, an orgy. <laughs> <laughs> Was is two intersecting love triangles. So is a triangle over here, triangle over there. It's a Jewish star. It's the star of David. It's the star of David. That's the name of <laughs> So they got a tra- they got a star of David going on right now, and I mean that's where the movie is. If you look at it, it looks like it doesn't look like it's supposed to be like a musical, like light colors. Everything is dull colors, a lot of grays, a lot of grays in this trailer, and um, I mean everybody knows Ryan Gosling can't sing, and we were talking about him last week, saying that he looks like one of those guys. Who, when you're in high school, if he's doing some prank, he'll be the one who rats you out because he's over here keep on fucking smiling and shit. <laughs> when he said, who did it? And he'd be, like, he'd be like, come on, man. Shut the fuck up. He'll be that guy. I swear to God, he feels like he'll be that guy because when he was on SNL, he was over here laughing. And like, dude, it ain't funny. Ain't nothing funny here, man. But like every time the camera gets pointed at him, like on award shows and stuff, he looks like he has like this nervous, like giggle to him. He just doesn't want to like show it, so he kind of like holds it a little bit whenever the camera's pointed at him. I don't know, it's weird. Um, 20th Century Fox just announced they're gonna make a remake of The Fly. 
Um, Yo, I was actually thinking about that. Really? I was thinking about that like two weeks ago. I'm like, you know, we need a fly movie. <laughs> we need a fly movie. They're going to make a remake of The Fly. And going back to what we were talking about with The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, so, you know, The Dragon Tattoo is going to get a reboot. And but didn't, already, didn't they already do another Fly movie? They did one in the 90s. Yeah. The, that was a remake, no, yeah. Uh, the one with... Um, Jeff Goldblum. With Jeff, that was the 80s. There was another one after that. No, no that was that, a sequel. That, that was, was a sequel a to sequel. the remake. No, but yeah. the, the, the one with... Um, I, keep, I just forgot his Jeff name. Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was a remake. Yeah, but right. then there was another the one that came out in the 90s. Yeah, that was the sequel. That was about his son. And that one starred... Uh, I forgot his name. Redhead. He was originally supposed to play Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Oh, but uh, oh Eric, that dude. Eric yes. Stoltz? Yes, Eric Stoltz. Oh, okay. He plays the son of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> um, but going back to what we were saying about uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, looks like the it's going to get a reboot. Two actresses that are up for the part, oh. that are fighting for it, or not fighting, but they're both trying to audition for the part and trying to get the part, is Scarlett Johansson and Natalie Portman. Interesting. They run out of white girls. <laughs> Damn. They can't even get... um. You know who i like to see in there? Who? It's going to be a reach. I mean, I may be shooting at a basket that's not there, but uh, I'm going to say... Kirsten Stewart. No, I don't want to see that. I want to see that because you know why? Ever since you, just, you want to you want to laugh. I got a new light for her, man. Mm-hmm. I got a new light for her. Pat's attracted to her ever since SNL. Yeah, and you saw her on this. And can I ask? Dress? Can, can I ask? Is it because of that? Because of that Family Feud? That dress she wore. Shit, man. Was it because of that? <laughs> that dress was dope. That dress was dope. But was yeah. it because of that, or was it because just the whole episode? The in whole general? episode, man. She was good. She has range. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know who's telling her to, to act this way. Because she has range. I think. <laughs> Does she? I've never seen any other... She was good in the movie that... Uh, show she me, played, show like... me a movie where she's not awkward in it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> she's awkward in every movie. I think that's what people... You know what? Uh, yeah, you're right. No, she's not good for that part. I mean, there's other people who can be good for that part. Like, the the role of the girl with the dragon tattoo, she's supposed to be like a quiet badass. Mm-hmm. You know? Supposed to be like a nerd. That's what I can see Natalie Portman doing it. Nerdy, but like, she's a rebel. Like, she'll kick your ass if she has to. Yeah. Rooney Morrow did a good job with that role. Yeah. So. I can see Natalie Portman doing it, but I think she's kind of too old. How old is she? 30s. Oh, I thought she was 40 maybe. something. <laughs> 36. Nah. I mean, she's, well, girl, she the grand tattoo is supposed to be like like lower 20s. Yeah, she's supposed to be really young. I mean, she kind of played that role in V for Vendetta. She was kind of a nerdy girl and she turned out to be... But she wasn't a badass. Just yeah, this girl's going to be... This girl's supposed to be a badass. Like on the keys, I don't think... She one of those badass who will like, she'll poison you. Like, I think Scarlett Johansson can... Definitely play it. We've seen her fight in True, the Avengers. True, fair enough. And we've also seen her play like that. What you think about that blonde, uh, uh, addicted to blonde or active blonde? That the trailer, the movie that had Char- uh, Charlize Theron in it. Have you oh, seen that trailer? Yes. 
Oh, some people say that is uh, Jane Wick. <laughs> she's mad about her brother <laughs> dog getting shot, so that she's mad. That they shot they shot my brother's dog, so now I'm pissed off. <laughs> what you guys did, think about I that did trailer? See the trailer. Um, I mean, it, it looks like it's it's like a good action flick. I, I mean, see. There's I just gonna don't be a know. Lot of I one really takes. don't know anything about it though. I think it's gonna be a lot of one takes. They have that uh, that uh, French girl in there, who was in um, that movie. I forgot the name of it. It had um, Samuel Jackson in it, where he had a lisp. Uh, it was supposed to be about some secret society that's in England. They were oh suits. the the she, Kingsman. Yeah, the Kingsman. She was the lady with the with the legs. Mm. With the blade I never legs. Saw that movie. You never saw it? No. That's another movie that I should see and I haven't seen. It's a cool movie. I think they come out with part two this year. Later this year. But that's it for the movie reviews. Let's go on to uh, our topic at hand. Which we never gave a topic at hand. <laughs> but uh, what was our last week's topic? I don't think we had a topic. I, I think we just reviewed movies and they just... That kind of just. I was I was thinking of I was thinking of something uh, the other day. I was talking to a friend. Is there a movie mm. or a popular movie mm. that is that everyone talks about that you just have not seen? Well, The Kingsman. The Kingsman. No, no, no. Like really, like it's an a iconic film. Movie? Gone with the Wind. I would I say saw that is cool. <laughs> I would say it, it. It's not iconic, but it's very talked that... about. Any David Lynch film. I have not seen a single film. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I have. Well, there's a lot of those movies that I haven't seen. Because um, I remember... Um, damn. What? I was with my friends last week, and uh, I was saying, that no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that. And they said, man, I thought you was the movie guy. I'm like, no. Nah, I just don't want to watch these movies. But, um, oh, I haven't seen Silence of the Lambs all the way through. Like straight through I've seen the movie I've seen it like I saw it you, you did see it you if you're, if you're no, mentioning no, 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 no. it in no, this conversation I saw it like I saw it with you if I put it? yeah I seen it. it with I've seen parts of it and with the things that people have told me you could fill it in the gap. I saw it. <laughs> no, you have not seen it and I can't believe it because we had a horror fest <laughs> Competition. I saw it. And you voted against this yeah. movie, and now I understand why. Because you <laughs> that, haven't that's, seen I it. That's, that's I, a rewatchable movie. You're just walking out. That coming back. Dude, any honestly, of like, those Anthony of Hopkins' series. best role. I haven't seen any of those series. I haven't seen anything. You never saw Red for, Dragon. Never seen oh, Red Dragon. You never saw Hannibal. Never seen Hannibal. I haven't seen any of it. Don't know what the hype or the hoopla is about. <laughs> Don't care about the hoopla. Don't want to get on that train. That's not my stop. All right, we're watching it. I, <laughs> this is over. I haven't. I haven't it. seen that movie. Uh, I haven't seen those. What else haven't I seen that everybody keeps on talking? Um, I spit on your grave. Never seen that movie. Oh, Never I seen the remake. It. I saw it. Dude, that movie is so long with no with no dialogue for a lot of the, a really? lot of the film. You see. A lot of people like to talk about that movie. Did I haven't seen that. Wait, there's two versions of it? I saw the remake probably, cause, and it sucked. That's yeah. the one that they put the guy's head in the microwave? That's the remake. Isn't that Last House on the Left? That's Last House oh, on I the Left. Oh, I thought that was it. Hmm? No. See? 
You see? Yeah, <laughs> it's good on your grave. Uh, I mean, it was a low-budget film in the 70s, but, man, there's gaps in the movie where you're literally just watching, no dialogue, and watching and watching and watching. I'm like, God damn, no one has talked at all. Mm. Jesus. See, haven't seen that. Uh, th- I mean, there's a there's a couple of those movies. Uh, oh, no, I actually saw it last year. The English Patient. I saw that. I saw that one. Regret seeing it. <laughs> That's another movie that I'm never going to watch again. Never going to watch again. I've been wanting to watch Twin Peaks because everyone talks about that show. Have I haven't seen, seen that a either. single episode. Haven't seen that one. Oh, and that Fargo. I've seen the first season, but i only seen like four episodes of it. Have you seen the movie? Yeah. Did you see the movie? No, I haven't seen the movie. I just know that I got one of those hats. The, the movie just seems like it's just going to be one of those... Those drags, like it's just gonna be a just a drag of a movie, like you're just going through the whole, you're just going through the motions. I'm not gonna. There's no intake. It's all just. That's the Cohen brothers, though, man. Yeah, that is them, man, and they like that kind of stuff. I swear to God, I feel like they get off on that kind of stuff. Like I can see them in the crowd, looking at the audience, just be like. <laughs> They don't get it. <laughs> like they, they seem like they're inside. There's a, they're inside joke family. Like if you hang around them, they will give you a drink and then they will laugh and you be like, "What you put in my drink? Oh, nothing. <laughs> we didn't put nothing in your drink." And they didn't put nothing. But the fact that you're nervous about it that will make them laugh and you be like, "You know, I'm not thirsty anymore. I'm not drinking this. What's it? You peed in it? Did you pee in it?" <laughs> they seem like they're that kind of family. Corn brothers, fuck out of here. But I mean, those movies, man. I've seen all the Corn Brothers movies. Um, and I'm trying to go with directors. Oh, I haven't seen Jackie Brown. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Never seen Jackie Brown before. But that's not really like a talked about movie. That's like a well, they, no, but I mean, it's by movie. it's by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, it's by him. yeah, I've never seen I've never seen Jackie Brown. I never really wanted to see it. It was like, yeah. Because it was like it was in the it was it's about the seventies, and only thing I really know about the seventies is um, what I learned from like TV shows, like Good Times or something like that. And I think that's way too into it. It's supposed to be about like black exploitation or something, and I want to hear my black exploitation stuff from Quentin Tarantino, even though he's a pretty good source for it. Um, <laughs> what else have uh, what have what haven't you guys seen? I mean, most iconic film of all time that I never saw was Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Um, other than that, uh, I can't. Yeah, I got. I just. I think I have to look at a, Oh, Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. Oh, what was this one? Once Upon a Time in America. No, I never saw that. I never saw. That I just either. gotta make a look Raging at the list. Bull, of, I haven't seen. I've seen parts of it. I never saw the whole thing. Um, but with the parts that you've seen, you can put together the movie, right? <laughs> but that's not like watching it. You could do that with any movie. I could. I mean, with, you could do that with Train Spotting too. With you could the be Simpsons, like, yeah, it's about a guy getting revenge. With the Simpsons, I've seen the movie. <laughs> with the help of the Simpsons, some scenes from the Simpsons, I've seen the movie. I've definitely seen the movie. That's like watching the Shining episode of The Simpsons and thinking that and you're you like, saw yeah, it. I saw it. No, saw you it. didn't. I saw you did it. not see The Shining. I don't see. I don't know why everybody's so scared about it. <laughs> Can't believe you never seen it. <laughs> and we did that whole horror fest. So I think we need to go back. 
<laughs> and crown Silence of the Lambs or nah. something. No, 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 no. What what other? What other I, I think we we just need to compile a list of like notable movies that like stand the test of time and be like, yeah, I never saw it. I just got to look at a list because I know there are a lot of movies. Oh, that I yeah. Seen. I mean, for the most part, if they're in black and white, I haven't seen them. You might as well just throw me in that list of people who just haven't seen them. Like Yada and I, we saw Casablanca when we started dating. And it was because they were playing it at the movie theater in Avatar Mall for free. And we just Oh, for real? For free? Yeah, for free. So we were like, yeah, let's just go. And you didn't need a ticket. Like you literally just walk into the theater. And they were just playing it. Why? I think it was like an anniversary thing. Oh, Oh, that's not so bad. So we just went and we saw, it and we were actually like surprised about how really. I mean, we under we got the point. We're like, yeah, this is the reason why it's a classic. It's a was good it packed movie. in there or no? Yeah, hmm. it was packed. Um, they did like some trivia before the movie started. They had like someone talking about like facts about the movie. That's pretty cool. Um, like uh, everyone always refers to this line from the movie where he uh, played again, Sam. Mm-hmm. He never says that in the movie. He actually never says that in the movie. Really? Yeah. Then where the hell did that line come from? I, it was the weirdest thing. The guy said, hey, does everyone remember when he says, play it against Sam? And everyone started cheering. And he's like, you guys do know that line is never said in the movie, though, right? And everyone, you could you could hear the utter confusion in the audience. Like, oh, like you, you could hear it. And I'm sitting and I've never seen the movie. So I don't, I'm not saying anything. And I'm just like, wow, okay. And then the movie plays, and we were watching, and I'm thinking, like, wow, they really never say this line in the movie. So where the hell did that come from? Well, you know, we'll f- we can find that answer out. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Who said that? You know, it's probably from The Simpsons. <laughs> it's probably from The Simpsons. Because they ruined a lot of uh, of, of history because, <laughs> because of the guy there, Simpsons. Simpsons. Damn. Well, oh, we're about at an hour... And four minutes. I think that's our episode. Everybody, I have been Pat. And this is Kev. And we'll see you at the tell slate. Pace. No, don't don't pace. God damn it. I gotta stop doing that. Took a long time to get there. I thought it was gonna be uh, a little bit faster, but uh, that has been our sewed or our cast, however you want to say it. Uh, Kevin, you got something to say? You got some tidbits about the music? The song that you're listening to is the immigrant song. Uh, this is a remake of the original Led Zeppelin immigrant song. Mm-hmm. This remake was made by uh, Trent Reznor. And Karen O for the oh, girl with the dragon tattoo. Karen O from Yeah Yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yo, I like her. She's um, she got that like Madonna sexy, like you don't really look good, but you got sex appeal kind of thing. But I think she's into the lesbonauts. My wedding song was a song from her. Which one was that? It was a, It's called the Moon Song from the movie Her. That was the song that Yana and I danced to. 
It's a really good song. Well, this uh, I prefer this song right here over uh, nah. over the original. I'll take that back. I was just about to say something real blasting. <laughs> <laughs> but this song, uh, the sequence that this song plays over is really cool. Where it's like like black liquid mm-hmm. running across like a keyboard. And it's like all these elements that were featured in the movie. And then you see Daniel Craig and the girl with the dragon tattoo. They're like painted in black. Just like rubbing over each other. and It's like nasty and dirty. But awesome at the same time. Like clean they and artistic. They actually shot it? Yeah. Hmm. And the the sequence actually was like featured on Vimeo. Like the guy who created that sequence, I think he like entered it into a contest for like visual effects and like won an award for it. And it was like one of the featured videos on Vimeo at one time. Honestly, like one of the dopest like intros ever I've seen for a movie. Damn, I just learned something new. <laughs> I seriously didn't know about that. Apparently, I probably saw it, but I've never paid attention to it. But you say you saw this one or just the Swedish no, no. one? I only saw a Swedish one. I never, I mean, I never had, I told you, so I only watched it once. Just watch that intro then. Yeah. How, how what do you guys prefer, this one over the Swedish one? I like the Swedish one more. I haven't seen the Swedish. Well, th- there's a lot of stuff that uh, America's Americans make. That, that comes from other countries like uh what's that other one that's called uh let me in yeah i like the american version more than i like the was it was the russian who made that yeah, it was uh was that finland or sweden yeah one of those places over there one lens over there but um i like the american version because it wasn't it wasn't so complex because i found out that uh when I saw the the what you call it, the review of the Finland one, it was saying like, "Oh, that's a boy, but he he fakes like he's a girl or something like that." I'm like, "All right, cool." He says, "Yeah, he seduces this little boy into thinking that he's a girl." I'm like, "Hey, dude, it's just some kid, man." <laughs> but the the American version was just that. Oh, yo, she's a vampire. She got bit a long time ago when she was a little girl. A long time ago, and she doesn't age, so she just what you call it. She just gets the people who take care of her, and as they age and stuff. And the shot of the guy falling out of the house was amazing, and a shot of uh, when he was in the backseat of the car. I mean, I think I think it's the fact that the Swedish version, like they're you know they're all Swedish actors, so in the movie subtitle, it just felt more authentic to me. Then seeing these actors who are none, none of them are Swedish, but they're trying to act Swedish. Like, no, I want to see real Swedish actors. Oh, yeah. Like, Daniel Craig's not Swedish. Ran, uh, Mara Rooney, whatever her name is, is not Swedish. Like, it just felt more authentic. So I felt like I was more devoted to the story when I saw the They didn't try one. to Americanize the movie? No, it's supposed, to, to, take, it's supposed to take place in the movie. It's supposed to take place in Sweden. But it's Daniel Craig. He's going to speak English throughout the whole movie. He's not going to speak English. So there's no subtitles needed for the whole movie? No, everyone spoke English. There was a lot of subtitles <laughs> in the original. A lot of subtitles. And I felt like the original one... I don't know. I, maybe I do have to see the movies again. I don't know. I felt like the uh, original one just felt more violent. Which is weird to say because David Fincher is very violent with his movies, but he's more, I think, artistic with it. 
Mm. The Swedish version was no. just blunt and yeah. just like in your face, like yeah, this is Europe, dude. Like <laughs> yeah, you know, remember that the the dude who was in the movie who doesn't really say anything. That he doesn't say anything. He just kills stuff. Uh-huh. When uh, oh. she like shot him with the with the nail gun, like in his leg, and then she put it she put it in his Achilles tendon and stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ! They did it so it seemed like it was just a everyday thing. Like this happens to him all the goddamn time. I never saw the American version, but I know it wasn't as violent as. Uh, I think it's because they normalized violence in the Swedish version. Like they just made it seem like. It was just uh, a regular thing, and that's what made it even extra more. It made it more violent. Yeah. Just the, uh, and if you if you have the the DVD or Blu-ray, <clears throat> there's that sequence, kind of like the rape scene, mm-hmm. where um, the girl is. I think she's getting revenge on on the guy mm-hmm. in the room. And the actor in the American version, he said that that whole sequence that it like fucked with his mind so bad, like that he had to like go to his dress room and like shut everybody off because he was so like it, it really fucked with his mind that he had to do a scene where he was molesting a girl and that she was gonna like get get her revenge back on him. What was the part that got him though? Was it the fact that she was getting her revenge? I, I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was when, uh, purge, bro. <laughs> when he's tied up. Uh, he's defeated. Yeah. If this doesn't happen in real life, <laughs> yeah, I bet. But they never win in real life. I mean, in the uh, Swedish version, uh, she kicks the dildo. <laughs> like, she uh, kicks yeah. it, like, in there. And I'm like, God damn. I think she writes on, like, she tattoos a uh, pig or something like that on his back or something. On his forehead. Yeah. She, she writes some stuff so he can't hide it or something. It was pretty cool. I was like, that's what's up. That's what you get. That's what you fucking get. But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it, everybody. Just want to say that we're back as if we never left. Um, yeah, but we did. But, uh, <laughs> but everybody, uh, y'all can look forward to us. Uh, we'll be back next week. And hopefully the week after that. And the week after that, I've been Pat. And this was Kev. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Anthony too. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm, not a, I'm not a host. I'm not a host. <laughs> so we shall catch y'all later. Listen to Jackie O. Karen O. Her too. <laughs> <laughs>